This is Nicole Murphy. This is Rachel Emanuel. Hi, this is John Cohen. Hey, everyone. This is Glenn Jung from Bright Light News. This is Drew Weatherhead. This is Tarek Elnega. This is Ed Dowd, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Joined back in studio for the final Brothers Roundtable of the playoffs, obviously. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals now over. Um, well, boys, we were all, uh, well, I won't say we were all wrong. Dust did pick. Vegas, baby. Vegas. to. Uh, did you which, pick them at the start? No. Did anybody get either of the finalists at the start? No. 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 So you're just listening to a lot I of did, BS, folks. I did pick a team that gave Vegas the and, best. And um, and you were wrong. You had stone for the uh, MVP. Uh, MVP, and it, and you and it, was it was March so. Which I picked March so if I would have went with Vegas. I, oh. I picked the team. <laughs> really? I, I picked the team that gave Vegas the hardest round in all the playoffs. Which was the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, but that true. Was um, just just side note though, I did win both of my drafts, so I feel really good about that. Won six hundred bucks by not money's nothing. You, you won the Don's Cup. You get and to bring I also the won the Don's Cup, Cup and buried my brothers yes. in doing so. It's true. So. I had a lot of fun doing it though. That, oh, that was yeah. a great draft. Actually. You know what? Owen had so much fun. He wants to be in his own team because well, he doesn't I think like ne- my I, picks, which is fine. I think so that's probably year, smart. I think next, next year we got an eleven-year-old. Yeah, why not? Actually, I got a great story about Owen. I don't know if I've told you guys this. So I taught him chess. He was awful for the longest time. And I have to sandbag it and I made fun of him, all the rest of it. Started chess club at school. He ends up winning chess club. And I'm like, you know, he's getting pretty good. Like I was watching him play and I'm like, he's, he's thinking it out. Anyhow, I played him the other day and I straight up, he straight up beat me. Like I was trying and he straight up beat me. Not saying much to us. Well, maybe not, but he's 10 and I'm like. Like, it does actually we, say quite a bit about dust. It says a lot about him, I think. Uh, I don't know where to go from here. Because now that he's beat me at 10 straight up, I'm like... No, no, no. Now now what happens, Dust, is at work, right? Because you don't do a lot anyways. Yeah. You start right. working on your chess game. That's right. right. I start might playing have chess to. in the afternoon. I might right? have to. Dust, what are you doing? Okay. I'm just reading up on you. Hey, Owen, you ready to go again? You know what I, I need to there talk... There was a Netflix special about this, was there not? Maybe you need to watch you know, the Netflix special. You know, I really special. thought about pulling... Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I really I really thought about pulling a, a Homer Simpson and like flipping the game board and being like, ah, I retire. <laughs> <laughs> I actually need to talk to dad about this because I remember being a kid and beating him and I can't remember what age it was, but I got good enough where I started beating dad and then eventually he stopped playing me. But I don't I don't know what age that was. I don't know if I was 10 or if I was older or younger. I don't know what and the Dustin deal was. Dustin wouldn't but. have been patting himself on the back no, whatsoever. No, 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 you know? no. I was pretty excited about that because that was my kind of thing back then. And I look at Owen and I'm like, well, We did play a lot of chess is... under Mr. Miller. It is interesting. And, I, and Mr. Miller was your grade five, grade six teacher around that era. Owen's grade five. Yeah, so maybe that's that's actually when you're the smartest at chess. You know, it's interesting. Nobody was at noon hour hockey yesterday, and uh, just want to say that we finally got a W. Nice. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I'm not here. You know, I'll self pat my. I played a great game, Dust. I played a great game. You didn't I, you have know? me to walk around you. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. I got injured. I'm injured right now. If yeah, you talk to Shezzy like we did at lunch here today, it was all because of him. So Right, I mean, the big trade, and Sammy's just yeah. torn away. Shezzy got traded from our team over to yours. We were short yes. guys. And, 13 uh, on the whites and 8, eight on the blacks. I, ga- I gave a bag of pucks for him. It was, an easy, it was an easy trade. Yeah, you'd be happy with that win. All right, let's go on to NHL uh, news here. What are you talking about? I, I'm just doing what uh, good GMs do. I just made a nice trade, mm-hmm. made fun of Sammy the entire skate, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. There is, there Got is the a, W, said see you later. There's a few highlights for me with Vegas winning. 
Oh, we're gonna we want to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harley's leading the program. Uh, Bruins fans watching the team that led by their coach, they fired, pummeled the team that knocked them out of the first round after the best regular season in NHL history. Right? Yeah, like, that is that is interesting. The other thing too is, uh, did anybody hear Phil, Phil Kessel talking after? Yeah, game? he's gonna make sure. Yeah, about not puking. No, no, there's that, and then the other thing. Two was, uh, he said, takes me back to the Toronto days. You guys said I couldn't win, and now I'm a three-time champ. Remember that? And then skated away from the CBC or whatever, right? And you're like, what a beauty. Oh, man. And Toronto's got zilch. Remember yeah. when they were making fun of him for eating hot dogs from his favorite hot dog it vendor in Toronto? No, 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 it was hot dogs. No, no, it was hot dogs. It was hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a whoops. A whoops. Yeah. A goaltending. Can we talk about goaltending for a minute? Like, did they not have their, what was it, third string in? Yeah, he would have been considered their third or fourth string at the start of the season, depending where you had Leonard. How about and Qu- they just won the cup with him. Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? Reminds me of Chris Osgood in Detroit. Probably oh. the most, or uh, one of the best careers that is never looked at and never really who thought did of Chicago, who, did, who did Chicago win with? Oh, Niemi, Niemi, Crawford. Yeah, but Crawford was a starter back Crawford then. Crawford was a starter. But Niemi never really was. And yeah, they won with Niemi. Crawford but, but, wasn't an all-star. But when, 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 when you go through the history of the best goalies ever, Crawford wasn't at. No, but at least he was a legit starter during that time. Niemi wasn't. Remember Niemi that, would be like Aiden Hill. Remember that time that Philadelphia went to the final with, like, no-namers for goalies oh, yeah, out that of was the a, blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, like Chris Pronger was there. No, 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 no. no, no, no. The, the year that we went with Hartnell. And oh. lost in the finals to Chicago. Yeah. They had a no-name goal. They, they had two no-name goalies, and the starter got hurt, and everyone's like, oh, now they're screwed. And then the backup came in, and he was fine. And this is how I feel about Vegas right now. Like, what did they just do with a goalie that no one even heard his name before the season? How about how about Jonathan Quick winning? Again. Not with L.A. Not even, like, having a sniff. Does he, of- he's got to retire now, doesn't he? On top. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, what is the third cup for him or fourth? Uh, LA win two or three? Two, I think. Two? Yeah. So two. third cup, yeah. you got to retire at this point, don't you? Yeah, well, I don't know. Depends how much he loves playing. Phil Kessel wants to keep he, playing. He was pretty fired up, though, by LA trading him, right? So no, no, I realize he that. Might have then one he, more then year he turned, then he turned to, around and won a cup. Like, yeah. don't you just shut her down at that point and seal it into the sunset? But Phil Kessel, they, it, when they were interviewing him, said he wants he loves playing. So he said he probably won't be back to Vegas because it just, you know, but he's hoping some team will sign him. So is that a good signing for the Oilers, Dust? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a. Can Phil Kessel score twenty five flanking Drysital with Drysital's passes? Eh? Uh, he could flank McDavid and get twenty for sure. Well, but there's a lot of guys that could. You could put Phil Kessel in your top six for probably league minimum. Does he get it done? Like I don't. Uh, where I, was I he just, even played in Vegas's lineup? I Third just, line. Yeah, third line. He scored, I think I've seen today, he scored 14 goals through the regular season. He only played two games in the playoffs. So I'm not saying, but at 750 grand for a regular season run, is he a guy worth having that can slot into your top six and play with a guy like McDavid and Hyman? He's a pure scorer. Here's a different question for you. Can you win the Stanley Cup without a top defenseman, elite defenseman? I'll, I'm going to go through it. Now, before you answer, I got, I'm got. i going to run back through the last 15 years. Petrangelo, 
Makar, Hadman, Hedman, Petrangelo, Carlson, Latang, Latang, Keith, Doughty, Keith, Doughty, Chara, Keith, Latang, Lidstrom, Niedermeyer. And what was that? Those are the top D-men of the top. Stanley Actually, Cameron I wanted to go Stanley back Cameron. when I was originally thinking. I was trying to think of who Carolina and Tampa Bay had back in the mid-2000s. Who was their top defenseman? So go back a little further. Oh, Carolina. Who would have been the top as as D-men on that team? I was back when Mark Recchi was on that team and Rod Brindamore. Now, here's who was the, thing. the top guy? Glenn Wesley? Maybe. Maybe. Ooh, that might be right. Uh, so the thing about that one Latang team is you go – if you looked at that defense, they had Latang, who probably wasn't quite at the top of his game on the last cup. And the rest of the defense was kind of shaky, but they had one line centered by McDavid or by Crosby, one line centered by Melkin, and, and a line with Phil Kessel when he was more Cab- than three lines that could absolutely roll. Carolina Hurricanes the year they won the Stanley Cup. Caberlet, Brett Hedekin, and Aaron Ward, Nicholas Walleen, Mike Commodore, Glenn Wesley. Who was their top demon out of those six? Well, the Caberly one who got the, the one Caberly that got the most points was Caverly and Hedekin. Caverly had thirteen points. But Hedekin you wouldn't consider had any of them number. You're not putting them in the same breath as Duncan Keith. You're not rolling out Caverly against the team's top line. No. No. They were just a very deep team. Yeah, yeah. But well, you got to remember that year was a weird year because that's so Edmonton and Carolina met in the finals and they were all like third place teams in the, each division that made the final four that year. Like so, it wasn't <laughs> none of the top teams made the finals. No, the Oilers were the eighth place team going to the playoffs. Eighth place, yes, right? Yeah. And Carolina was down there too. Yeah, it wasn't like they were a top team. You know what I remember about that? Other than the Oilers losing, is Doug Waite with a busted shoulder lifting the Stanley Cup to skate around the ice. Yeah, well, listen, listen to the top guys on their team that year: Eric Stahl, Corey Stillman, Rod Brindamore, Justin Williams, Matt Cullen, Mark Recchi, Doug Waite, Ray Whitney. That's a pretty good top nine. Just a, the, not <coughs> total superstars, but just deep. And all good hockey and players. And all good hockey players. And then, and Not then, who you'd want to play. And then to go back to the Philadelphia Flyers, which Harley or Dust was talking about, their goaltending. The two goalies, they had three start uh, in the playoffs, but um, Michael Layton played 14 games and Brian Boucher played 12. And Johan Backlund played one. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. That's In the playoffs. Them were a couple of career backups. And actually, Backlund probably came in just for... I just always remember it. that one because somehow they made the finals and you're like... Well, they were a the great goal? team that No, year. no, I realize that. All I'm saying is their goaltending was not like, elite by any stretch. Danny Briere, Mike Richards, Claude Drew, uh, Vili Lino, Chris Pronger, Scott Hartnell, Matt Carley, San- Simone Gagne, Kimo Timonen, Jeff Carter, James Van Riemdijk, you know... Braden Coburn That's and all those team. and all those guys yeah. in their young years too, yeah. where they were really good hockey players. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when you say all those names, no wonder they made it to where they did with the goaltending they did. Yeah, because they had enough to make up for it. Well, so that's maybe, and that's maybe the case with Vegas too. Yeah, like do you remember Aiden Hill just getting shell shocked? But although they, you know, Edmonton did outshoot them seventy-five to fifty-three in the last two games and lost. Yeah, I, I, when we were watching Game Three. And um, Bressois got hurt. I had like a shudder go through me because I thought Aiden Hill was a better goalie than Bressois. I remember being an Oilers fan and thinking Bressois was amazing how fast he was. But <clears throat> he doesn't play this big, strong game. It's all quick and whatever. And the Oilers seem to pick those goalies apart. Like eventually they just, they just you know, they find the holes. Aiden Hill is a monster of a man. 
Like, he's a big guy. When he came in, he just seemed to calm everything down for Vegas. And, I mean, even to the final game, he just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, whatever Vegas played in front of him, they might have been giving up more shots, but it wasn't like he was getting the pants deked off him, right? They were all shots from afar, and he seemed, like, so calm and cool and collected. He didn't look like a four-stringer, right? You think of a four-stringer for the Oilers. Like, who is that even? So is that a springboard for Aiden Hill? Is he turned into the next Craig Anderson for the next 10 years as a – Older goalie, he's now a, a starter in the league for the next five to ten years? I or go, is it a one and done? I go with goaltenders or voodoo, and I have no idea. <laughs> really. Like, he looks good, sure. He like, could. Like, he could also, you know, fade into obscurity. I have no idea. Let's pick on somebody different. So if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs that aren't totally happy with their goaltending situation. <laughs> you're going to go from Samsonoff to... Aiden Hill? No, but it, do they? So that's what I'm asking. This is a championship goaltender. Yeah, but they did that with Murray. They got Murray in from Pittsburgh. No, thinking, no, no. But you're picking up Aiden Hill. They picked up Murray after Murray had had all them injuries and was garbage. They're picking up Aiden Hill on the very at the very pinnacle. Is he going to be at this pinnacle for the next three or four years and give the Leafs a chance to win? If you're the GM, Brad Traveling, is is that the guy? I'm just picking on one team there, but is that the guy? Corey Schneider was the one I was thinking of. Or not Corey Schneider. Who's the uh, who was the backup in Pittsburgh? He's and 27. then ended up stealing the, the top job. <coughs> Matt Murray. Was it Matt? Oh yeah, Matt Murray. That's yeah. right. One year. Right. And he then, had these one or two great years and then right. he had injury problems. Yeah. And then we're wound up being Aiden, Aiden Hill is twenty seven years old right now. Yeah. Which sometimes for defensemen and goaltenders is is the right age. Right, the right age, age, right? Yeah. Like if you're the Leafs, because the Oilers are already kind of set in goal, but if you're the Leafs where they want to win now, do they go sign Aiden Hill as a free agent? Oh, is he a free agent now? <clears throat> I believe he is. No, let's just pull it up. I don't know what to do with goalies. I really don't. Well, you made the big big move back in the senior days. It didn't seem to work out. <laughs> it did. That was a coaching <laughs> coaching decision. <laughs> Oh my how, goodness! How about this? The Oilers selected first round, or first overall in 2010, <clears throat> 11, 12, and 15. The four players selected second overall in those years, all have now won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we shouldn't have taken McDavid. <laughs> Ryan Murray's won the Stanley Cup. You've got Nuge, Hall, Yakupov, and McDavid. Yeah, and then you've got Sagan, Landeskog. Ryan Murray with Colorado, and Jack Eichel now. <clears throat> so, yeah. I always look at the Aiden Hill is a UFA. <clears throat> Sorry. Look, oh, as is Laurent Brassois, as is Jonathan Quick. Out of all those, probably Aiden Hill's the guy you probably go after. I'm just saying, I don't know if Aiden Hill's the right fit if I'm Arizona, but if I'm a team looking to win now, is he a guy that comes and calms down the troops on a team that, you know, what about Carolina? Both Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta are both UFAs. They, they, they've not got the job done. So am I looking at Aiden Hill right now and saying, you know what, I'm bringing this guy in. We're ready to win right now. Sure. I will say about Carolina, though, is going into the playoffs with all the injuries they had, no one thought they'd make it past the first round and they make the conference final. What happened again. if they had Aiden Hill in that? No, maybe. What happens if they had Svechnikov and Aiden Hill just Tivu Teravainen? In on the, in their lineup, fair, yeah. But the Florida Panthers didn't go to over twenty shots in the first three games in that series. Is that true? 
That's true. Because wow. Rod Brindamore said after game three loss, if you told me that we kept them under 20 shots the first three games and didn't have a win. That hurts. I didn't realize that. Hmm. You know, I was thinking about uh, Stanley Cup final teams. I always look at the, the, the team that wins and who the captain is. And there's certain characteristics of a captain that wins in a Stanley Cup final that, you know, just a great leader. And I look at Vegas and Mark Stone. I watched him throughout the playoffs take the beatings, keep on battling, right attitude. He kind of fits that profile, doesn't he? I th- yeah, and I think David fits that profile. Oh, I think so too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Give anything for the team. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think the others win next meh, next year or the year after. Next two years they win one. I think, well, I, I think like my call from a couple years ago on the Winnipeg open. Jets is right down the toilet because they're talking about how they're blowing the team up. Wow. <laughs> Which w- we could get into the 32 teams. Well, sure. Well, uh, uh, before we do that, <clears throat> how about uh, TSN 1260 down in Edmonton? Well, and, uh, along with... And I believe... Are they uh, shutting Vancouver down all, well. of, all, all of the... The radio stations in? I don't no, believe they shut all down of them. six and they sold three. And they sold three, yeah. And I believe it was there was one or there was two or three sports stations that got shut down. One was Edmonton. One was Vancouver. Was it Vancouver? Yeah. What about Winnipeg? But I can't remember. Not just not making any money, losing money? I, I don't the the thing with Edmonton for me, I guess, is where they I don't know. And obviously they shut down a lot more, right? But 630s uh, was up for tender this year, right? And 630 wound up getting to be back the voice of the Oilers yeah. again, right? <clears throat> and the so, Elks. Right. So, so your two major sports teams in Edmonton, 630s ran with for 25 And they years. got them again. And they got them again. And that only happened here like probably a month ago. So maybe there was a decision made for Edmonton. I'm not saying about everybody else, right? But Bell if, Media. If you were going after and trying to set it up – as 1260 so that you could try and take over the Oilers and then you don't get it, that's probably, you know, now yeah, you're waiting another seven years, right? Or Bell Media is. as the telecom company plans to signif- significantly adapt how it delivers information. Bell is shuttering six radio stations across Canada, is selling three more with 1,300 positions and 3% of the company workforce being cut. Wow. So what happens to some of the main guys off 1260 then? Oh, I mean, like Jason Greger... We podcast can, we can argue it's funny i yeah. had i i had asked jason Greger. this is how long ago is it since i interviewed him at least three years ago right after the after the show i asked him are you gonna do a podcast and he goes why would i do a podcast and i remember thinking oh you don't see it yet well that's interesting right like i didn't i you know i i assumed he'd be okay but as a big conglomerate all the advertising is moving away from those stations like nobody listened like you know, the biggest number one show out there for sports right now is what? Spitting Chicklets. It's a podcast. Everybody's moving to this where you can get any, uh, you know. And at the time, I was just like, how can't you see that? And then it was a year later, him and uh, Strudwick, Strudwick yep. started their podcast. And I went, oh, he is starting to catch on. So he'll oh, land then, he'll, he'll yeah. land on his feet. Like, Gregor, Gregor's going to be fine. You look at the morning show of 1260, though. Nielsen has already got a podcast. I assume they'll stick on with that. But his his uh, he's going to be tied closer to I assume, like uh, university sports, the Elks, different things like that. The guy who's going to hurt is the guy from Maidstone. Low low down, low low, low tide. tide. I think is hooped. Like I, I could be wrong on that. Maybe uh, listeners will tell me different. But like, there's going to be people that had jobs there that you know 
well, just are at the top he, he echelon. Might. But Gregor, Gregor's as good as Stoffer, right? The difference is, is Stoffer is in with the Oilers. So he already has all the inside scoops. He's got Elliot Friedman. He's got all these yeah. great contents, uh, contacts where Gregor was, you know, Dragger and uh, um, Adam Oates and guys like that. Anyways, I think Gregor will be fine. It's just how well, is he going to adapt? He's got another podcast too with uh, Frank Saravelli as well. Right, where... right. So they've already they've already started to adapt. But I mean, you go from where you have a show in a major city where it is pumped out to the audience, and if you're driving through, you can just flick it on, and if you're here, you can flick it on. To now, people have to search you out. Like that's going to hurt them all. Because now Gregor isn't in that realm. And I, I like Gregor. I think Gregor is very good at what he does. But, like, you were on a radio station that pumped it out every single day. And for an area that loves its sports, for that not to be good enough, like, I mean, that's not wild. Because, I mean, I think you can all see it. Like, how many of us listen to the radio? And if you do listen to the radio, how many of us is at 630 Chad? And then on top of that, how many of it's Sirius Satellite? And if those two aren't it, how many of it is like, well, I'm just going to tune into 32 Thoughts with Elliot Friedman or what have you? Or honestly, Chicklets. Right. Or Joe Rogan or SNP. Honestly, I, I tell you what, I've had this, like, as soon as it happened, I'm like, man, maybe we should be doing Brothers Roundtable, you know, not year round, but maybe a guy should be reaching out to the, the draggers and everything else. Because what happens when all those radio stations go away? They got a little bit of time to give you 15 minutes a week. And all of a sudden, you could put together a Thursday sports show. Almost like Bob's doing. Right? But my agent will be talking to you. <laughs> my time is worth a lot. Oh, your time is worth a lot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anyways. So, I mean, 1260 going away, I mean, there's going to be new things that grab a hold of that market and have fun with it. And it'll be really cool to see what comes up out of it. Yeah, right? Really, though, with all the different guys rolling around, it's something you could look at where you go, hey, I'm going to put together an hour and I'm going to have four guys on for 15 minutes. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be hard. No. And you might have two regulars, like Spectra is or whatever. So you got two regular guys every week, but then you got two guests. Or I don't know. Well, and the other thing is, too, is that 630 Chet is not just a sports radio station. They have Stauffer from 12 till 2, and then they've got the... the Reed Wilkins. Reed Wilkins on at night. But it's not like it's no, all no, day, it's, every it's day. News, it's it's, it's and talk it's, radio. And it's on the radio. Yeah. So if you had something to compete against that, which I'm sure Gregor will, but... <clears throat> Well, there no, Gregor's, a, Gregor's no entering show. into the realm of podcasting now, isn't he? Yes. And yeah. live streaming. That's yes. that's what he's going to be going to. Yep. You know, like, Absolutely. He isn't starting his you own radio station. You never know station. unless someone hires him. Well, I mean, unless 630 Chad hired him. Right. But he, but he wasn't... But there's not a spot on 630 Chad. And Gregor, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't an employee of TSN. He was no. a contractor. He was buying the radio time off them and yes. doing all his own mm. ad sales and Interesting. everything. Yep. So like... Well, that's why I think Gregor will be all right because he was already an entrepreneur before this yeah. and had to do a bunch of stuff to make, yeah, to make right. it work, right? So he's going to figure it out. He probably already has figured out a bunch. Yeah. It's whether or not like 630 Chad wants more sports, but they probably, they've already got a lineup, so I don't even know. Uh, Oilers yeah. Network maybe? Like, could the Oilers Network go out and grab them and, and put them on a part of their show? Maybe. It's like, does he want to do that? I don't know. Trying to get those ad sponsors too, right? As far as the radio, a lot of people uh, advertise because it's on radio, right? The advertising. Well, the, the difference so how for are some, you making your money, right? The, the, the difference for someone like Gregor is when he was on the radio, he didn't have to find sponsors because the radio station did it for him. Whereas now, all of a sudden, you've got to find sponsors for your show. 
So that's mm, no, that's I the big difference. So. No, he came. Oh, because he was paying for the time. Right. He would have been finding his sponsors. That's oh, right. well, and Gregor would be completely fine because he's done it all already. That's and, where someone like Low Tide would be different, though, because he's got to figure out podcasting, which he he might already be podcasting, although someone might be doing it for him, putting it on uh, on podcast. But then he's got to figure out the advertising part, which is something completely new that you've got to start from scratch from. Yeah, it's just interesting to me. you know. And as I read, look down, like all the other places they axed on this, um, you know, aren't all sports stations. So along with TSN 1260, they got rid of Winnipeg's Funny 1290, Calgary's Funny 1060, Vancouver's BNN, Bloomberg Radio 1410, and Funny 1040, along with London's News Talk 1290, have been shut. And and then it goes along and along and along, and it says TSN not only has radio stations in three Canadian cities, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and the TSN stations, Vancouver, Hamilton, and Winnipeg were all exited in 2021. So they like to me, if you're in that realm and we're paying attention, you could see this coming, right? Like I think like you're seeing all these ones going, and we're hanging by a thread, and it's Edmonton because Edmonton's a, you know, we're the biggest fish in town, right? Like, right. so what would you say is the TSN turning point? Dad joke? I, I, I would say once Sportsnet started, right? TSN was never the same after really. When they missed when game. they missed out on uh, Hockey Net in Canada and all that. Yeah. Start of the end. Yeah. Right? That, yeah, was but, big, that was a big swing. But it was missed. talked about at the time. And it's just funny how things take time. It doesn't happen overnight. But here you sit now. Well, not only that, but for the radio side, yeah. as soon as podcasting started becoming a thing, if you could listen to your favorite person instead of whoever's talking on radio, talk radio starts going away because Ooh. why? I agree with you, Dust. But like Harley said at the start, them not getting the Euler and the Elks games. Oh, sure. There's only room for, because of the podcasting, there's only room for one. Like if they'd got that, they're the guys doing it. And then 630 is making a decision on, okay, maybe we're still going to be your news and traffic, but that you probably lose the Reed Wilkins yeah. show like it's gone, right? You're no more sports. Yeah. Like if, because they didn't get it, they're gone. If you watch an Oiler game, how often do you flip to 1260? Never. It's always 630 Chad. And yeah. then you always, on the way home, you always listen to 630 Chad. Yeah. Like nobody listens to 1260. Yeah. So the only time I listen to 1260, I used to listen to it all the time. And now, like, very rarely, but when I'm going through Edmonton or around Edmonton, then you listen to Gregor's show. Like, that's the only thing I tune into. And I, when I think about myself, I'm like, you know, for a guy who loves the Oilers, I don't really listen to 1260 that much anymore. That's just too easy. And it seems like it seems like because they're the Oilers station, then Bob's got the guests on and you're getting the information that you need. All right, let's we're gonna we got we're gonna rattle through this fast, okay? So it's a Sportsnet article, uh, Sportsnet article uh, breaking down one question facing each team for the off season and upcoming season, okay? So alphabetical order: Anaheim Ducks. Will they try and stop the bleeding in any way, or lean into the rebuild even more? Lean into it, I think. I, when I think of that team, I think lost in the wilderness. I don't think lost in the wilderness. I think they've got a great core of young guys. They're going to add another one here and probably Fantilli. Their biggest question is, are they going to drop, if they drop some of their older guys, like Silverberg and them guys, are they going to have enough cap to get to the floor? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Does he, with the young core like that, does he try and find a couple guys? The free agency is not great this year. But, I mean, the, the core is going to, like, if they're going to have Fantilli, who any other year would be a first, first overall pick, and then McTavish and Zegris and, and Drysdale, and they got young Zellweger. They got a pretty good young group there. Oh, and They're going to be wandering in the wilderness for a few more years. Do they remind you of the Oilers five years ago? Yeah, maybe. 
Ah, more than five years ago. Seven years ago? Yeah. They're going to be, it's going to take them a couple more years to get out of it. Is Dallas Eakins still the head coach? No, No. he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. And they said because they lost the last 13 games, right? It wasn't only that they had a bad year because they knew they didn't have a strong team, but I mean, in the end, they showed no life. Watching him on TV, he's just really unlikable, isn't he? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Like Does he, it, he's had it, more than one shot in the NHL, so he can't is this, be that terrible. Is this right? Like, am I getting this right? He coached the Ducks from 2019 to 2023, so this year for four years. His first year in 71, he was 29 and 33, didn't make playoffs. His second year, they were 17 and 30, didn't make playoffs. His third year, they were 31 and 37, didn't make the playoffs. And then his final year, they were 23 and 47, and obviously didn't make the playoffs. If yeah, and act- then do you remember what he was with the Oilers? And with the Oilers, he was twenty nine and forty four and seven and nineteen. Yeah, like yeah. he's got a how is th- horrific. So I'm what happened? You, just I, watching him on TV, like, he seems really unlikable. Ratio? Just unlikable. How? What happened? And and here's and here's the the contrast of uh, of of him coaching in the AHL now. At the start with the Toronto Marlies, he had losing uh, his first season was a losing record, 33-35, then 37 and 32, 44-24, 43-23. Okay? So and then when he went to San Diego Gulls, he was 39 and 23, 43 and 20, 36-28, 36-24, all winning records, which is why Anaheim promoted him to their head coach. Had three losing seasons, but what happened after the third losing season is Anaheim brought in Pat Verbeek, so the general manager paid for that. They brought in Pat Verbeek, who ran with him for a year, which wasn't a bad thing because now he's taking the heat for that bad first year, which Verbeek knew he was going to have anyways. Yep. Arizona, will it get worse before it gets better? Dead man walking. Does it not not get better until they leave? Like it it just – I just don't see it getting better there until they're in a new home, and then it will probably get better rapidly. I agree with you. Will they they let – Shane Doan, who's the – who is the probably the all-time greatest Arizona Coyote? I don't think you're gonna get ever, any argument. Yeah, just hired on with the Leafs. <laughs> like, how long are they ever gonna let them leave? Yeah, at no, some I point, think I think it's a done deal. Now they can't get a new building. Are they gonna have a NHL team playing a five thousand seat arena the rest of their lives? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it got struck down that they won't allow them to. Build so where? The, what where we, what so we then, should, where? Where? If if you're if you're Bettman. And you're a smart guy, which he believes he is, and I guess we could give him a little bit. Where are you putting them? There was a few different places that were floating around. One was Houston. I know. Everybody says Houston. Yeah. Where are you picking, Harles? Where are you going? There was Kansas City. There was Salt Lake City. Okay, you got a lot on the go, Harles. Where are you picking? If you're going from an actual population standpoint, I think Houston is probably the most obvious. Hockey market, I've been told Salt Lake is terrible, right? So, I don't know. I, I would love to see something further on the West Coast, so even something maybe like a Portland or something. I don't know if Portland could sustain it or not, right? But Dust? What was that football game where they always, the expansion team was always Mexico City? Let's go Mexico City. <laughs> got a big population there. Sure does. Sean? Uh, I'm going to go, I don't know how big it is. So I was going to say Oklahoma, but looking at the map, it looks like it, I'm going to, I'm going to say Kansas city. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little, uh, Sean took mine cause I was going to say Kansas city. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to go Milwaukee. Wouldn't that be something? Hmm. Is that too Milwaukee far? had a team way back when? In the NHL? Yeah. Uh, or in the uh, NHL? Uh, 
I want to say it was in the IHL. Was that almost too far east, though, or not? Milwaukee? Yeah, it's getting over there. Well, Minnesota's in the west. Uh, It'd maybe be your farthest east team in the west. Or doesn't matter. Well, I was thinking like somewhere along the west coast. Milwaukee right, Admirals, wasn't it? Milwaukee, the the team's been playing since 1970. Originally, as the amateur team called the Milwaukee Wings, but were renamed the Admirals after their first season, and they are affiliated with the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. And they play now in the AHL, right? right. And they're yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought. I, okay, I thought if we're they, gonna get through all 32 teams, it's gonna take two hours. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Boston Bruins. Does Patrice Bergeron come back? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. And they're gonna be good again. Yes, because they they didn't win. Buffalo Sabres, stay patient with the build or start pushing in some chips? Oh, I think you keep building. They're close. Uh, they, they start – they're not pushing away chips, but they're, they're going to they're go hard this year. They're gonna are go are they going goalie. at they, – they were t- well, they were they're talking gonna about Hellbuck. They're going to push to go out. Yeah, like that's where they're at, I think. Yes. Calgary Flames, who resigns by July 1 and who goes? And the list is Backlund, Lindholm, Toffoli, Hannafin, Tanev, and Zadaroff. Those God. are the big six. And they're all UFAs? Mm, that's what it's saying. They're all UFAs. Let eh? me see this. That, that's a good so, chunk of your core, middle core. Yeah, we'll bring up the Flames. Cap I say friendly. Backlund resigns. I say Hannafin's gone. Tanev resigns. Well, just <laughs> the question is, who's who? Who's who's for sure going to resign? Give give I, one one one, name, one guy. I'm going to go Michael Backlund. They kind of got to sign him, don't they? They have to. Well, you could go in a different direction. Didn't make playoffs. So Backlund's got a year. So this, this, these guys are all have a one year. Backlund's got a year. Lindholm's got a year. Toffoli's got a year. Um, Dubé's got a year. Okay. The Lewis, Lucic, Richie, all UFAs. Uh, the only guy they should re-sign out of what you just said out of them seven guys is, is Lindholm. That's so it. those six guys all have a year left. That's, that's what Lindholm is the guy you should be trying to re-sign. Moving on. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, that's... Wait a sec. Mm. Chicago Blackhawks. How do they start building around Connor Bedard? Well, they go get a tough guy. <laughs> Somebody that's not a buck fifty. You know, do you sign Ryan Reeves for a year just to come in? Just to play on your fourth line? Just to play 40 games. They're, not going to make the playoffs. You sure don't want anybody screwing around with them. Well, and you need to build for a few years. So yeah. I think, uh, I yeah, think you're going to be Is Taves back years one more year? No, they said they're not resigning him. They're moving Is on. Is that a dumb they're move? not resigning him. Yeah. No, they, that, they said that before the, dra- uh, before the draft lottery. And I think I said that was a dumb move because well, they should have wait. you- they waited. Because if you get Bedard, you want Taves to hang around for a year and mentor 100%, 100%. the kid. 100%. Or, or no three years guy. and mentor the yeah. kid. Like who would- you keep Taves around. Just You're Jonathan Taves, where do you want to go? I don't know. Which team, if you're willing to sign for the minimum? Well, uh, right away, you go, who has the best shot? Right now, um, the odds this morning on Sportsnet were uh, – the number one team is Colorado Avalanche to win the cup. I was going to say Colorado would be a good uh, shot. Followed by Edmonton and Toronto. That's the three they have as a So the what top. you're saying and is he's Vegas. not wanting to go back home and go Manitoba? And and Vegas, and Vegas <laughs> they had it in the top five, I believe, as well. So Colorado is a decent fit because he could slot in nicely on their third line. Edmonton would be a decent fit. Edmonton, Edmonton would, would be, be a decent fit as a third line as, center. As would Toronto. If you're losing a guy like well, Phil Well, Riley's Kessel, a UFA. 
Yeah, and O'Reilly's probably not coming back, is he? I doubt it. But you never know. He might sign for cheap there, too. Yeah. Just like Derek Ryan. Yeah, if I was Taves, Colorado and Edmonton would be a decent Well, I mean, you want a shot at winning. He is from Manitoba. What what about Vegas? Um, Vegas, sure. Although Vegas, whenever you win a cup, you always have trouble signing all your guys back that you got and it becomes tough. Do they have the same drive the next year? Like if I'm Taves, Vegas for me is not the team, but. You know, if Patrice Bergeron's going back to Boston, maybe they convinced uh, Jonathan Taves to come there for cheap and send him to the third line. Sure, that'd be another team. Mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche, will the cap begin to pinch next season? Will be the first of Nathan McKinnon's league-high $12.6 million. They will not because Landis has gone for the year. Is he gone for the whole year? Yeah. Oh, so they, that gives them cap room to make some moves. And then a hole to fill. Big one. Columbus Blue Jackets, will they upgrade at center? If so, how? Is that going to solve um, their problem? I don't know if that's really solving anything. <laughs> well, they don't They don't have a number one center. <laughs> will, the Colorado, will the Columbus Blue Jackets be dead last in the NHL? Let's change No, it. they will not. <laughs> they won't be, but they After won't they be added very good. the defensemen and the, and the wingers, I just don't know if they have the type of team that's going to go win a cup. But, I mean, they just added Severson and uh, Provorov. With Wierenski coming back healthy, that's pretty three top four. But their centermen go in, as in Boone Jenner's their number one center, who on a lot of teams would be number three center. So, so do they, they, they do need a centerman. Hmm? Who do they get? Hmm. Mike Sh- Mark Shifley's out there if Mark anybody's Dubois? interested. No, well, Dubois is available. If, Dubois if, wants to go to Montreal, but. Does he? Is yeah. that where he wants to go? Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. He wants to go home. Detroit Red Wings. What are Steve Eisman's main offseason priorities? Hmm. What do you think they're all of them? <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, they're a good up and coming team. It says the wings have made a few it. more plays for competing instantly, signed a number of veterans from free agency last summer, but finished behind Ottawa and Buffalo still 12 points back of the playoffs in 2020, 20, in 2023, the wings will have about 30 million in cap space and have a need for a top six score. And while Alex to is a nice idea, he's from Michigan that would require trading with one of the Atlantic uh, rivals, the Sen, Sabers, and Habs are all going to start turning their attention to winning again. How about how, so about how if will Eisman keep pace? Well, how about if you if you were Eisman, you said, okay, first of all, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to I'm going to go sign like a guy like Tarasenko. It's going to bring some name recognition. A guy that if he's healthy can score 30 goals. Who I'm not banking the whole team on for the rest of my life, right? Sign him for a two year deal. I got Tarasenko for the next couple of years. And it, like he's got he's got Evanson. He's got more Cedar. He's got all these guys coming up. Like, does he not just let these guys have some time? If anything, the one thing I would do is who's who's his defense partners for them two young guys because they're going to be unbelievable, right? Like, where's his top? So four what you're thinking at? is what you need is a couple of bridge deals of some decent names right. for the next couple of years to get from here to there. Here's a guy well, that I really like, and I don't know you know where he fits in really with the Oilers, but a guy like Scott Mayfield is six five two twenty. A guy like Ryan Graves is 6'5", 225. They're both that second, third pair shut down penalty kill defenseman. Would not bother you to have them in the lineup at all. The the other thing I think of is give what the league is going to give you, right? So goalies right now, there's a plethora of goalies out there. If you are going to be trying to take a, you know, building towards the future, you're over the next few years, this is the year. If you're going to assign a, a goalie, right, this is the year because there's a pile of goalies that are out there 
uh, all available. Aiden Hill? <laughs> yeah. Edmonton Oilers, how will you react to Vegas Stan- uh, winning the Stanley Cup? You know, this is so hard because we never talk about the Oilers. <laughs> Tied 2-2 in the second round series against Vegas, and they led game five by a 2-1 score after the first period. Of course, we know how the rest okay, so of it went. Let's do it like this. Everybody pick a different spot. So someone pick the GM's viewpoint. Someone pick the coach. Someone pick McDavid's. I'm going to pick Ken Hollins then. Okay, and then someone pick, um, I don't know, it's and the owners. Oh. If I'm Ken Holland, I yep. say exactly what I said in the press conference. Like, there's no panic. We got the team. We just got to get tweak. it back. Yeah, slight little tweaks. And you walk back in with the same recipe, the same guys. You have the team there. They're like, we are built to win. And you, you know, you he, hope. He already made his big move for this year when he picked up back yeah, home. We're listening to the GM. Who sure. are you, yeah. Dust? Are you the coach? I'll, I'll, I'm the owner. I'm happy with this team. I'm sitting there relaxing because we got what, all the, the beach pieces in Hawaii. In, absolutely. You got all the pieces in place. What am I worried about? <laughs> I can feel Calgary Flames fans listening to just squirming. <laughs> Harley, who are you? I'm the coach, and I think taking full ownership for that, uh, I would be reviewing. Me and the coach are having some meetings about I, Campbell not starting the final game anyway. I would be reviewing everything that, that happened, <laughs> not just even through that, but through the other series as well, right? Because I think ultimately – you're you're the head coach. The buck stops with you. There's got to be some minor tweaks that you could have done throughout the, and so that next year when you come back, you've got more tools in your toolbox going into the. Are you Jay Connor McDavid? Well, was there any other question? <laughs> so I'm McDavid, and I, what I'm doing is a couple things. One, I'm talking to I'm talking I'm I'm in talks with Ken Holland about. I am putting all my feelers out there because can we get a Jonathan Taves to come in for a million bucks a year like Spets and them guys did? You know, who's out there that's willing to do that for us? You know, I, I'm talking to Ken about, let's do this. You put this together for me, I will look at resigning here. But I want to win a cup, and I want to feel like it's everything on board right now. But, like, McDavid's got to have some pull out there in the league. He's the best player in the world. Who's willing to come play? They were talking about, Louis DeBrus was talking about Clem Caution, right? This is an opportunity. Derek Ryan signs a two-year deal, like, at, at the price point he does, because he's got two years now to win with the club. Like, Louis talking about Clem Caution, where if you can go out there in the next two years playing on one of the best teams in the league, not only do you have a chance to win, win a cup, but if you can score 15 to 20 goals in both seasons and fight 10 times, you will have teams line up. You will you will create a career for yourself, and 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 so whether you're whether you're Jonathan Tays looking at one last kick, whether you're a guy like Connor Brown who wants a a chance to start again or a different score, I mean this is you can come in and sign a one year deal for cheap because we don't have lots of money, but you're going to get opportunities to play with Drysaddle McDavid if you're going to do and it, win a cup. If you're going to do it as a player in the NHL, you got to do it quick because the Oilers don't have many spots to fill. No. That's right. At all. But this is what I'd be doing right now. Who Absolutely. can we get? Like I, I would be looking at let's get you know, let's be bold. Let let's 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 move on. Let let's take Fogel and Yamamoto's money, so that's almost six million we'd be freeing up. You know, maybe even want to free up CC's money. Maybe we're okay with the old, but now I've got ten million. Who can I go out and find for ten million bucks? Maybe I'm not finding a one guy for ten million, but now who I can bring in for two five millions? Or two, four and a half, you know? Like, I would be, what is really our options and who really wants to come? The other thing is, I want a guy that wants to come. 
I don't want Tarasenko coming because, well, I guess I got nowhere else to go. Like, I want a guy. I want a guy that's saying, "You, I'm coming." Right, and, then, and this is what we're doing next it, year because we were right there. Well, we outshot the team that won the cup the last two games. We outshot them. It's got to be the right fit too. Do you trade Campbell? I, if, if do you trade enough, Campbell and go sign Aiden Hill? Yes. <laughs> I'm winning right now. The no, Edmonton no, Oilers that, may that. only have two years I left. That. Period, and then for the next twenty years, we sit here and garble around. Right. Yeah. Like, we got two years. Okay, it depends on what the deal... Like, Campbell, can you actually trade him at this point? Well, oh, I, I think so. There's you can a, trade any, Anybody's tradable. You can trade anyone. No, anybody's not anybody, tradable. though. They say Blake Wheeler's probably not tradable right now. Unless you retain a whole bunch of salary. But the others can't retain salary. Can't. Well, that's what I mean, is you cannot retain salary in the deal. Is there a team out there would take Jack Campbell on? Yes. Arizona. There's, there's going to be teams that... Anaheim's talking about barely reaching the floor. Could you pawn him off? Yeah, yeah, you're probably giving up some draft picks, but you're trying to win right now. We just talked about it. So hey, you're if I gave draft picks, you're getting rid of your contract, and you're going out and you're trying to find the best goalie that you possibly can get. So who's the best goalie out there you can possibly get for the next two years? Hellebuck? I don't know. Can you afford him? I don't know about Hellebuck. See, my guy, I like Carter Hart. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I do. How do you so get what, So if you're, if you're the Philadelphia Flyers right now, I'll trade you Jack Campbell and my first-round pick next year for Carter Hart. No, but you you asked the question was who's yeah. the best goalie out there yeah. that can help you win right now? Yeah, I think I think if I'm Philly, that's available. Obviously, Shesterkin's not coming from the Rangers. Yeah, right? so fair, within fair, reason. It's fair. fair. You know what? If I could, Anaheim's goalie Gibson would be my guy. That would be your guy. After. Well, yeah. I think he'd be available. He's I bet, available, you, I I bet, bet you. I bet Gibson. Gibson said he wants traded. He's I tell you not what, if, if Gibson's available, I do everything to go after him. So I bet you Anaheim, and I I'm not Pat for Beak shoes, but if I'm in Pat for Beak shoes, I believe Gibson's six point four. So if you're the Oilers, I would say I'll tell you what I will take Campbell, you take Gibson. I will retain Gibson's one point four. Right. So now the money's even, mm-hmm. and you give me your first round pick next year. If Gibson's available, I'd, I'd definitely look at it because he'd be the guy I'd go after. Well, he he's because if you're Verbeek, you're trying to add assets. Now maybe Verbeek's going to start off because you always start off higher. I'll take your first next year and your second year after or something, right? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Or maybe saying I'll take Lavoie and then Helen says, "Well, no, I'll give you a pick instead." Is it, isn't Gibson? Isn't the Gibson the guy you go after? Or you think Carter Hart would be a better choice? I just I feel like in my guts that Carter Hart coming into the league was just really, really highly thought of and was a winner. And he's played on a Flyers team where – can you look up the stats while I'm talking? He's I know played on a Flyers team Gibson where he's never a- really actually had a bad year, and he's played on some terrible teams that they talk about have had terrible um, – Gibson was unreal on that Anaheim team when they were awful. I don't yep. know what happened the last year or two because I haven't been keeping that well, close eye, but he was unreal. Carter Hart. Here we go. Okay. Career save percentage. Uh, no, his uh, save percent nine oh six in NHL totals. But last year was nine oh seven. Year before nine oh five. Year before that eight seventy seven, nine fourteen, nine seventeen. Yeah. So he came in like gangbusters and has gone down. Yeah. I know Gibson was four, right at the top. Four million there. cap hit for next next what's, year. What's what's uh, Gibson last year remaining? Mm-mm. 
So Gibson was 921, 924, 926, 917, 904, 903, 904, 899. Dallas Eakins has come in, 904, 903, 904, 899. And, yes, I am going to point out Dallas Eakins' years. Carter, so, okay, like, so with Carter, Carter, Carter Hart, uh, 914, 877, 905, 907. Yeah. Maybe Gibson's your answer, boys. And maybe you don't even have to give that much up to you get him. You might not have to. But I really like, I've really i always liked John Gibson. What's actually funny about Gibson now that I look at that is, like, they've been awful, and his save percentage has been awful, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, they've been a, like a terrible, terrible team. Yeah. And when you're a goalie that's getting shellacked every night of the week, like, that's going to be tough on the old brain. You know, it's weird. As I sit here and think about it, I go, I would do everything in my power to talk to Jonathan Taze. Because if I could bring him in for a couple million bucks. Sit on your third line center? Well, it just, it he wouldn't just have to do really, much. Well, it really solves a lot of problems, doesn't it? Well, what you need is a guy that plays on your third line that knows how to play the right way, which he does, and can penalty kill. That's what you need. Well, for sure. But but it gives you so many options. So if you decide to run the lineup with Dreisaitl on the top line, now Jonathan Taves slides into number two and McLeod's on three. You've got McLeod learning off of Taves. You're bringing in Rafi Lavoie and Dylan Holloway, who now can you can have a guy like Taves where you can at least put one of them with him. Like It just gives you so many different variables, never well, mind well, the drive to win and the experience. He'd be the perfect mentor too. 100%. That's what like I'm saying. Like, out of all say. the guys that have won the cup that are sitting there, he's probably let's one of the best Let's talk about mentors. 32 teams. Edmonton Oilers? Okay. Let's talk what's, about What's it. next off after Edmonton? John, John Florida. Gibson. Florida. Um, season. Was it uh, Was it um, a good – not a good season. It says – did it? what are the takeaways? But, I mean, at the end of the day, was it a good season for the Florida Panthers? They lose the way they do in the finals, and they get schlacked in oh, the final game. I, I would say but that – But they make the finals a after goal. a big, giant trade and everything else and almost not making the playoffs and blah, 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 How blah, I blah. look at that Florida season is this, is they were a really good team last year that led the league in points, failed miserably in the playoffs, made a huge deal, and it took them a whole year to, to congeal together into a team. And they showed that in the playoffs, and they're going to be very good for years to come because of it. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm not disappointed if I'm there. That was a good year, know. and they just ran into injury problems in the in the final round. And a very good loss. LA Kings, team. does GM Rob Blake have a big move in him? I, the Kings are a very good team. King, Kings are a very good team. A very good team. That ran into, it's almost like that the ran into the Am, That ran into the right? Edmonton Oilers. Yes. Yeah. If they got to be frustrated. If you're Rob Blake, you're sitting there, they go, we're going to have to face Vegas and Edmonton for the next two or three years. So what's the, what's the mix to get them by that? I don't know. That's tough. What are they're they adding that team. they can get by? I actually think the Pacific, and I've said this for a bit, is the deepest division in hockey right now. Because I think all three of those teams are very good, and Seattle's no slouch. I don't know what the big move is, but maybe on the back end. If you added in Shifley. Maybe, yeah, but they're already, like I guess so, and then you have Denoge, your number three center. Boy, that'd be tough. They're Cole a good Pitar, team. They're, Shifley, they're, they're, a good, they're a good team. They're a very good team. And Kemp, Kempe destroyed the Oilers this year. That like, was great. He was, it, he was good. Um, Minnesota Wild. Uh, how will Philip Gustafson's contract talks impact the rest of the summer? I, isn't that a specific one from Sportsnet? I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know. Like, is it they going to pay him that much? 
Zach Parise, Ryan Suter, buyout cap hits will still sting for the next uh, season um, at $14.74 million in dead cap space people both years. That's that's just... Leaving uh, Bill Guerin, the GM, roughly $9 million to work with this summer. Matt Dumb is probably gone via free agency as a result and will limit Minnesota's ability to uh, be in on trade options such as Pierre-Luc Dubois, who would be a type of uh, center that... So, Phil, they're, so they're Billy Philip Gustman going is coming off an incredible year and is an yeah, RFA this they're year. They're going through the motions. Doesn't feel like they're just going to be a regular team until they get rid of that. Yes. Fourteen yes. million. Yes. Yeah, like that's enough to sink a team. Yeah. yeah. How do you like that move? Do you like? I remember when they bought those two guys out. Like, was that the right play? I don't. Know, I guess. I guess in his mind, he was looking for a fresh start in the room and stuff. I, I didn't really understand at the time. I thought you're really going to hamstring your, your team like for that? years. For years, I yeah, thought it was you interesting. You got to be very sure. careful buying out guys like that. You got to be careful signing guys like that too. Uh, that, which wasn't him, but Montreal yeah. Canadiens got the number five pick this year. Do they take it or do they trade it? Well, they're trying to trade up. So I guess if they can trade up, but if you're Anaheim Ducks, what would you want for them to take Fantilli? When's the last time someone traded up in the draft? Well, I that, agree. That high up in the draft. Well, I remember when Brian Burke did it. To get Vancouver. Most I know, but, yeah, that's, Vancouver, but that's like but that's, 20 some years ago. No, no, it's more the than Sedins that. The Sedins are 19. Okay, well, let's go through the scenario. So, so you are the number four pick, which you can take this Will Smith, right? It's the draft's considered Bedard, then Fentilli, Carlson, and Will Smith, and all three of them guys, depending on the year. Like all three of them would have went ahead of Yakupov in that year, right? Like they're know, all but legit. The kitchen sink would have went. But all ahead I'm saying of is, there's four legit number 99. ones there. 99. There's a superstar, and then there's three Montreal, legit number ones. Montreal could use a fresh prince. So, if they, well, Will Smith. <laughs> so if you if you hold the fourth pick, what would you want? What would you want for them to move up one? What you're asking? What do you want for Montreal? But then move up one. How 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 much better is that? Right, like you got to be very confident in the person that you're trying to get by just jumping ahead that number one or number two, right? But what I, does it cost you? What does it cost to move up one slot? One slot. That's it. Does, shouldn't seem that much. Shouldn't your second second round pick? Okay. So if you're Montreal, you probably do it. You get your you drop you, be pretty damn you drop certain. one and you get a second. They do it more in the NFL, yeah, than they do in the NHL. Yeah. No one moves in the NHL. Well, they do in the later half. Yeah, of the yeah first. Yeah. Well, round. no, after yeah, you yeah. get out of the first the, ten, how do they get it to after the first get ten? A, then guys will do it. Yeah, yeah. then you start start seeing some movement. Well, and the, and the reason they say that is because after that they'll they'll hit a certain line where they'll say, well, any player after twelve to like number sixty, they're pretty close, pretty close. Right, and so now if the so guy if has can, a favorite that he's going to take at eighteen. And you can pick up an extra pick in that top 60. Wow. And if you can trade it. a couple of those picks away and pick up a, an, an NHL-ready defenseman like Reinhardt, you do it. <laughs> no, that was a couple first round. Yeah. That's what I said. As a, yeah. Nashville Predators, <laughs> is UC Soros really in play? I think so. I, I think, think if, if you're, you're Nashville, Nashville you're, everybody. You're, you're at the point where... Well, they with, tipped their it, hand by trading Ekholm, didn't they? So if you're the yeah. Oilers, do you go after Saros? You know, Ooh. we talked about Gibson and we talked about Hart. We, nobody brought up Saros. Saros would be another Saros, guy. It's rumor. He's often rumored goalies available. Saros has the best mix of skill term. Two years, contract at 5.5 mil. Perfect. He's 28. Perfect. Perfect. So I'll give you Jack Campbell and my first round pick next year for Saros. Okay, so here's the thing about the Oilers and goaltending. If you're going to do it, you've got to get a legit number one. Yeah. Yeah. Saros is. You're not 
yeah, that's what I mean. Saros would be one for sure. Yeah. Anyhow. And I'll give you Olivier Rodrigue. Just throw him in. Sure. Okay. New Jersey Devils. I've uh, they've often said that they got a window of the next five years to win a Stanley Cup, maybe less. Is that what's your thoughts on that? They're just at the start. They're in great yeah, shape. Yeah, they're they're just at the start in my own mind. Like I don't know what the window is, but they've they've got nothing but runway ahead of them. They must be worrying about as they get five years down the road running into cap problems. Is that what they're thinking? I don't know. But who knows where the Cavs had in five years? They like got a nice is, young little core there. They though. just yeah. signed Jesper Bratt today. Yeah, yeah eight eight year deal at sixty. Yeah, it came out to seven point eight seven five million or, or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Ish. Islanders. Lou Lamorello. Uh, they're asking here if he trades the center, but essentially, does he shake up some of the lineup, or do you like what he has built there? Well, no, no, he's got it. Like he should be in the in the play for a guy like Shifley. They need to add some offense there. They seem like they're just a league average team. Like yeah, they got a really they good, they got a good goaltender, and you know they picked up Bo Horvat. It's a nice pickup, and they've got Barzell. They like they could really use that second line center. I think the drive. New York Rangers. Uh, it says, is it as simple as running it back? Especially now that they have the new head coach and Peter uh, Laviolette. Um, are you just walking into the season, or are you? Uh, what's your thoughts on the New York Rangers? They got to get tougher. I didn't. I thought they added. The deadline didn't make any sense to me for the New York Rangers. No, it really didn't. didn't. And I think they need. Jason calls it tougher. I call it. You need the core guys in your third line that can play every situation. And yeah, like they got a team that's right there. Yeah. So you might be right with Laviette. I mean, look at their. What what, what would you give for Keandre Miller, Truba, and Fox as your three top defensemen? It's not pretty, too bad. It's and pretty Sh- good. And Shesterkin and Nett. Right. Shesterkin and Nett. They actually got, got some guys decent like, forwards up front. Yeah. yeah. Like Panarin they're not far and off. Kreider and Zbinijad, like they're, they're there. Yes. They're there. They're a very good team. Be a nice team to jump That's in why I say like you almost need some solid guys in your third yeah. line to, you know. Block some second, shots third, and muck it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Ottawa Sanders. What becomes of GM, uh, GM Pierre Dorian and coach DJ Smith? It says we finally know who the new owner will be uh, and then put it in quotes. Hockey guy Michael Andler. Uh, may have his own designs on the Senators' front office runs of the NHL approves him hopefully later this month. Doesn't doesn't it, I, I think we'll know more at the end of this season. So you think it's a full season? Well, I think if I'm the ownership, I'm a new owner coming in. I, I mean, if he knows hockey at all, he looks at the last five years. They've done a great job building this team up. In in my mind right now, let's see how they do this year. I, they, I always hate coming into a situation making sudden moves anyhow. Right. You come in there and just feel the it out. You feel it out for a year. You'll figure out pretty quickly what needs what, to change. What the I think Pierre Doran's done yeah. a really good job there. Yeah, and he's he done things where guys at the start raise their eyebrows, like when he traded away Carlson and different things. But you look at the pieces he's put together there, he's done a really good job. Remember, they picked up, I believe it was the Brady Kachuk they picked up with the San Jose pick. Philadelphia Flyers, Jay's going to like, is this, it says, is this the start of a real re- rebuild after they traded Proveroff? And then it says Konechny, Lawton, and Carter Hart are all rumored in trades, uh, several trade rumors. And you got uh, Danny, Danny Breer as a GM. If you're looking at trading all these guys, to me, that is, what are we talking about? I feel like the Philadelphia rebuild. Flyers and the Winnipeg Jets are in the same boat, which is they have problems in the room. 
The Philadelphia Flyers have been worse than the Jets, where they're not even able to make the playoffs. What are you? Where, what core is there? There is no core. Tell there. me, the, the tell problem. me what core you got. You I, got I nothing think, to build around. I think you're blowing guys out the door. So you're, you're picking up picks. They've each got a Taylor fresh. Hall in there, or what? They they don't even have someone as good as Taylor Hall to build around. They don't. I, I don't think. They like, don't I, I don't see who who are you building around in that team. So then, no. so then, if you're the Oilers, this is where you you talk about. Uh, we were talking about Anaheim and what they were kind of trying to do, and and uh, now you mentioned Philly, maybe even Winnipeg, because you just never know. Because uh, when you're off selling, we watched the Oilers do this for years, where you can just get steals a deal because they're just looking for right, give us some picks, get like, yeah. and the drafts coming up. And so you're like, oh, well, I mean, not that the Oilers have a ton of picks this draft. They don't, but. Let me let me throw something at, the, at you that I heard. And, and your initial gut reaction is going to be, well, you never do that. But they're talking about to get Konechny out of Philly. So Konechny's a guy that's been in their top scores the last two or three years. They really like his, like he, he battles. So he's a scorer that battles, right? On a bad team, he's scoring 25 goals. They're saying, you know what, Philly would probably take Broberg. So you could probably toss in a guy like Yamamoto, right? Yamamoto and Broberg, they retain a little bit of Konechny's money, right? So all of a sudden you're getting Konechny for, let's say, $4 million. You're giving them Broberg and Yamamoto. You actually, or maybe it evens out so that you're, they're, nobody's gaining on the money. But for Yamamoto and Broberg, you're bringing in Konechny and you haven't, right? And that. now you have a legit top that. six guy. And everybody goes, well, no, but Broberg could be something. Great. We got two years. Because yeah. Broberg's not winning you the championship in five years. That's right. So yeah, that's that's just that. one one thing that I've heard that they're throwing out around right now, right? I'm and if you're Philly, you go, hey, I'm getting two former first-round picks. Broberg's probably going to be a legit top four for sure. And Yamamoto's a useful former 20-goal scorer. He's a useful piece. Right? Yeah. And I haven't even given him my first round next year yet, if I'm kind of on. If uh, I'd love to be in Ken Holland's office right now, as a fly on the wall. Some of the conversations. How about how about Jack Campbell, Yamamoto, Broberg, and a first round pick, and you get Carter Hart and Konechny and Konechny, and you've just saved yourself some money. I too. love Jay. He's he's doing it like he's playing EA Sports right now. And then, then you see do. what the computer does. <laughs> <laughs> won't do that. All right, I'll throw in a couple. I don't of, know why <laughs> they won't do that. I don't know why. <laughs> San Jose, is Eric Carlson uh, a real trade candidate? And I'll remind guys, the 33-year-old makes $11.5 million against the cap, the highest hit for any defenseman in the league for another four seasons. <sighs> if I was the Phoenix Coyotes, I'd go after him to Why? try and fill that 5,000-seat 5, building. Other than that, I think it would be buyer beware with him. Well, the, I think it's a one-off. I think he has injury problems again this year, and he well, ends up 30, being... He's 33. Yeah, like... Uh, a pure offensive defense, yeah, but he makes like, too much money. Yeah. What do you do? I'm staying right away from him. Carry on. Seattle Kraken, it's uh, what will Vince Dunn sign for? And uh, it just goes on to say uh, it's been a great... Uh, a season full of great stories for the Kraken. Dunn's breakout ranks near the top of the list. The team's second highest score with 64 points. Dunn averaged over 20 minutes of even strength time per game. Led the Kraken in average power play time per game. And uh, um, and Seattle scored over 61% of every goal when he was on the ice, 5-on-5. Five five. The highest-paid Kraken defenseman for now is Jamie Alexiak at $4.6 million. And uh, Ron Francis has done, GM Ron Francis has done well managing the cap in the early going. Um, Dunn should set a new high for the blue line, though. And he's an arbitration-eligible RFA one year from UFA status. What does he get, 7 or $8 million? They got They got room. Right now they got well, they got tons of yeah they, sixty three million. So right what, now, what will right? he so accept? Got, Seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh, he'll take nine. 
Well, I know. So what do you get him for? Seven or eight years at seven, eight million? If I can get him eight years at six and a half? Well, you take that all day long. Yeah, I don't know if you get him that low. Eight times seven? Eight times seven. You do it. Yeah. He's going to be your number one defenseman for the foreseeable future, isn't he? Yeah, you're probably right. <clears throat> St. Louis. He's no Darnell Nurse. <laughs> okay. But he's pretty good. Could you trade away Darnell Nurse? Well, he could. What are you getting back? You got to have someone to fill his spot. Yeah, that's right. You're learning dust. Yeah. <laughs> so who are you getting? He's got to be better. Zach Wierenski. Hey, if you get Wierenski, I'd be all over that. I love Wierenski. He's a fantastic defenseman. Although the money wouldn't help you there because he's same same amount, isn't he? Well, who cares if he's the same amount? If he's a better player, you do. No, I was trying to think of a deal, though, where maybe yeah. could you Does find Columbus a guy for do seven that? and a half million? Does Columbus you know? do that? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Ekblad's not available for a start training camp next year, by the way. Hurt? Yeah, because he was playing with a broken bone in his foot. At home, you mean? No. Ekblad. Ekblad. Florida. Mm-hmm. Is Kachuk out for a while, or is he going to be back? Broken sternum. I'm not sure how long that takes. I'll probably be back. St. Louis. Uh, how will GM Doug Armstrong use his first three? His use his three first round picks. They got three first round picks in this year's draft. Uh, I was just looking it up. It's uh, pick ten, pick twenty five, and pick twenty nine. I believe. I, I don't know what St. Louis did after they won the cup. They won the cup, and then they've totally like just stripped the team down. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, because they weren't winning. No, I, yeah, yeah, but go back. You win a cup. Yeah, but now you're here. So would Chicago take three first-round picks for the first overall pick? No. No. Mm, no, I don't think so. Not franchise. Would player. Anaheim take three first-round picks for the second overall pick? Well, maybe. That'd be splashy, eh? Yeah, that might be. Because who's St. Louis building around now? Well, guys like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Yeah, there's not. So are you building around that? There. Yeah. Like they're nice guys. Not but are you building around them? No. Jordan Cairo's signed long term. Robert Thomas signed long term. Braden Shen signed long term. Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah, but there's nothing. They're all nice players. Yeah, yeah. signed for a couple nice more. Players. Brandon Sod. That's what um, I mean. Can you trade three first round picks? Go get Fantilli, and now you got that number one to go with all them guys. Falk, mm-hmm. Krug, Pareko. All on the they back. Got a nice end. team. Nick Letty. Nice team. <laughs> Jordan Bennington in that. It's not bad. It's just I don't know. I guess if they're not trading up because nobody does that sort of stuff. That's no one, what I would try no and do is trade. But, but, if, the top uh, four. but if you were were if you were if I'm the St. Louis GM, I no, I'm, flip it around. If you're yeah. the if you're uh second overall pick, do you give up your second round pick for three in the first? If you're the Montreal Canadiens, would you give up your fifth overall pick for three? Maybe. Now you're starting to talk in my terms. Like the top two, I don't know. Top five, maybe. I mean, you're getting three picks. I know. Like at what point were so then? But what they say is you want to be in the top four. Who's the fourth overall pick? It goes Chicago, Anaheim, Smith. Columbus, and mm-hmm. goes Chicago, Anaheim, uh, Columbus, San Jose. So if you're San Jose, if you're Mike Greer, would you take three first round picks for that fourth overall pick? I don't think Mike Greer's doing anything because he's too young of a GM and he's not going to want to look bad. I know, but three but first, three round, first picks round picks. Well, I realize that. What I'm saying is, is if you're Mike Greer and you just stepped into the role, you don't want to look like an idiot. So you make it, it, no major moves. It all depends on how, how good you think your scouting is, doesn't mm. it? If you feel really confident, you're like, listen, there's some guys in this draft that we think we can get. You give us three first. 
don't you like at some point maybe it isn't like if you're if you're vancouver at number 11 do you do it well of course you do well i'm just saying well, okay because one of the picks is number 10 all i'm so, saying is I'm, that i don't think sorry. mike Greer does it <laughs> <laughs> no i wouldn't do that trade down and trade sorry three. if you're detroit <laughs> Sean, sean's not played a lot of playstation if, you, if you're, I mean, at some point you're getting number ten overall pick. Mm-hmm. So where do you have to be between? We're saying, okay, top four, you don't do it. I would say, okay, so, but you're you're number five and you're dropping the ten. I, Plus if, you're gaining two more first and you mm-hmm. won't do it. If I'm the Montreal Canadiens, okay, I six. do that. No, no, if no. If I'm Montreal Canadiens, I do that deal. There you go. So there, at some point you're like top yeah. four, maybe because you've dropped. You're still getting a top ten pick, right? Oh, I, and by the way, going back to the Columbus for a second with the centerman. They have a top three pick this year. Hey, Vancouver, could we give you the number 10 pick? <laughs> well, we'll take your 11, though. We'll, we'll, really yeah. like that 11 pick. Um, so Columbus <laughs> is probably going to get Carlson, who's a six foot four yeah. center, who's prob- who's who's got a body ready, like he's, he's more physically mature, so he's probably ready to play in the NHL right now. So that might be your answer for the centerman in Columbus. Carry on. Tampa Bay Lightning, how do they get better? They got an age problem at they, this point, they don't they? They got an age problem. They got a bunch of guys that got them Stanley Cup, but if you look at their lineup, they're just Tampa a little Bay bit old doesn't have any first rounders the next three years, and 2025 is the next year yeah, they have like a second round pick. They have signed core of Stanley Cup champions in place, of course, but attrition is wearing at the roster now, and they are thin on assets, including available cap space. Yeah. Uh, at some point here, they got to start breaking it down again. That's a tough one. I'm. Think I, I, I don't think I'm breaking it down yet. I'm. I'm still. I'm like the Boston Bruins right now. I'm. I'm looking out there. Will Jonathan Taves come and center my third line next year? Like mm. I am looking at what I got, and I'm still trying to go push for another year or two, because they're they're there. Wait, when at the start of the playoffs, when we sat down and who's going to win and who's going to do this, Tampa Bay's part of everybody's conversation. So, There's people that are taking them in the draft because they think they're going to win. The, the window the window is closing, and you have to be really quick here and really efficient to extend it. Yes, that's why I look. Yeah, at you got to be right now. Yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going back because somehow I skipped over this. How will Kyle Dubois reposition the team as a cup contender? Dubas? Dubas? Yeah. Anyways, Dubas. Yep. That's what we want. Dubois. Well, it's, it's not his, it's not <laughs> it's his not team, his to, team to, to retool. To retool, though. The problem with Pittsburgh has is... Well, isn't... Why? The Peng... The, he's, he's not the GM. He's the, he's the president of hockey operations, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he's going to be part of the room. Yeah. Pittsburgh's, so, Pittsburgh's got the same problem as Tampa Bay. Really. They got aging no, superstars. Pittsburgh's got worse problem than Tampa Bay because yeah, sure. they are done. Dubas yeah. was hired with a seven-year contract so to Trade be the guy away. who oversees the transition to a post-Sydney Crosby reality. His job for at least the next couple of year- seasons will be to set this group up for another run. Like Melkin, you could still get something for, could you not? Well, I think the, I'm trying. The only thing, the only thing is... UFA, the, or has he got another year or two? Oh, uh, no, maybe the, they sent him to a three-year deal. The, the only thing with Melkin, though, is the only reason Melkin came back was because Crosby convinced him to. Otherwise, he was going back to Russia. Yes. So... If if you plan on trading him, okay. And but if you trade Malcolm to, to Colorado, for example, mm. like yeah, wouldn't Colorado do that? Hundred percent. Colorado's got the cap room. That's right. And so if you're Malcolm, you go. Oh, I'm pissed off because I'm leaving Pittsburgh, but I'm going to Colorado. Right. Would you? I think you probably do that. Yeah. And Colorado says Malcolm. You know Malcolm has three years left. Six point one. And million. Colorado says, you know what? We got a, we got a dearth of young defensemen, so we're going to give you Boren Barham. And our first round pick this year for Evgeny Malkin. I'm saying Malkin, if he goes to Columbus, I'm sure he's not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. But if he goes to the right team, I'm sure he'll be just pleased. He'll right. be fine. And Colorado will be right up there. And then how's Crosby feel? 
Well, and then it comes down to, okay, are you ever trading Crosby? And what do you do there? Well, it's the same thing with Ovechkin, though. At some point, you know, it's no different than Taves and Kane. They decided they were going to stay with Chicago right till they hit rock bottom. Yep. Kane finally got traded last year. Taves never did. Yep. And now he sits here as a UFA. Yes. So these guys have to realize. So Crosby either makes the mental decision, I'm going to be an all-time Pittsburgh Penguin. Yes. But to think that we're going to challenge for a cup until I'm 40 is probably unrealistic. Well, you right. probably here's so the thing about Crosby is you go up to him and say, look, this is where we're at. What do you want to do? Right. Yep. Which is which is what's kind of funny with Taves because you would think they would have had that conversation. You would hope so. And and you think with Taves being there like that would have went. I want to stay here, and I want to just, just let me stay you don't here. Do I'll, I'll work my way down to where I'm in third line, and even as I get older, a fourth line, and I work right into special advisor and and stay with the club the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, and you don't do that with all the players. You only do that with players that you're going to raise the numbers to the rafters at the end of it. Hundred percent. Yes. Right. And and Taves Unless is one of them. Arizona, Malcolm's one of them. Allowed. Crosby's one of them. Yes. Latang is one of them. Right. Like. But Crosby's the face. I understand. Yes. Like but you could trade Malkin away. Crosby's the guy that's forever like Mary Lemieux. Malkin's pretty freaking close, Jay. Hmm. Malkin's pretty freaking close. Malkin looked pretty good in the other uniform. He would. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. How much of de- of a deadline will July one turn out to be? Austin Matthews is the one everybody's uh, talking about, but it does seem likely he'll resign on July one when he's first eligible. That's the day a no move clause God. kicks in on his contract. Uh, Mitch Marner has a no move, and William Nylander, ten t- team no trade have clauses kick in on July 1 as well. But GM Brad Tree Living will barely have been on the month, uh, barely been on the job a month. Well, he better get going because he has to know with Austin Matthews before January, July 1st. Doesn't He can't decide July 1st. You better. No. He has right. to know by the draft. So the draft we said was June 28th. He either has a deal in place signed or he's trading him. That's right. I, I, you better hope that Tree Living has a very steady hand. A very steady hand to get this done in the next month. You know, it's funny. The other thing is I I really like Kyle Dubas, and I'll have one criticism for him, is at this trade deadline, I think he went too crazy. I think he changed too much on a team that was very good. And when you make that many roster changes. We talked about that. We talked about it a lot. But he did get him past the first round. We're almost at July 1st, two weeks. So we're we're not uh, even talking a month. We're talking two weeks here. I'm sure that's what he's doing You brought up Shane Doan, and this is what it – uh, this is what the the he's been on a tweet. It says he's quoted. He's been skating with me since he was 16. Why Shane Doan looks like a great fit with the Toronto Maple Leafs and how his close ties to Austin Matthews and Matthew Nyes will be. Mm. Man, they're pulling out all the stops. They're pulling out all the stops. Trying to keep him. Right? Does he stay? Yes. I, here's how. Here's here's if I'm Austin Matthews. You make me the highest paid player in the biggest market in the world. Hockey market stay. in the world, and I'm locked in. Do you think he stays? Yes, because I think if I'm they're going to pay him the money. I think you pay him the money because you lock that team around him, and then you move forward to make decisions. No, and one of the decisions. No, to be I'm honest not, with I'm you, I'm not disagreeing with any of that, Jim. Yeah. What I'm wondering is, does Matt Austin Matthews want to stay? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, I'm, he's going to be the highest paid player in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. I think he stays. Do you, he, you think he likes the pressure cooker? Because that's what he's in. Yeah, 100%. Um, he likes that. Because certain, certain players his, certain players like that kind of situation. Certain yeah. players don't like that situation. No. I but agree. 14 million reasons why. Right? Is that what it's going to be, Harles? Huh. It's going to uh, be up there. Here's the thing. 12.6 is McKinnon. I'm going to go 12.75. Here's the thing, guys, is that 
we all know that if Austin Matthews hits the market, he's going to get that no matter what. He's going to get $14 million or sure. $15 million. Sure. Right. So I'm trying to get him to 12.75 if I'm Brad. You're going to be the highest paid player in the league, locked in for eight years. It gives the club a little bit of wiggle room because we're still trying to build a Stanley Cup winner, which is how your legacy needs to have in the end to be the ultimate guy. The question I you have. You want to be the guy who's the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup as the highest paid player. Do you not want that legacy, Austin Matthews? Dust? I don't know if Austin Matthews is LeBron James. That's the thing I don't know. LeBron does have better style. Le- There's only to, one LeBron. To me, no, to me I, I go, that, but to me, I go, I don't know if Austin Matthews is built the same as a lot of guys. And I, to me, could be wrong. But if you're tree living and you're saying 12.75 i'm going i'm going to go somewhere else because i'm going to get 14 no no no. here's the thing the money doesn't matter because the toronto maple leafs are going to pay it they're going to pay it austin matthews can get that money anywhere and he knows so it. does he want to stay in does toronto he stay in or toronto? does he want to go somewhere that's else? the whole question that is a good question and i don't know the answer to it only he knows that. i think they they re-sign austin matthews i think the bigger question is is they can't get rid of Tavares because he's too much money so he's going to be your second-line center or maybe even a winger on Matthew's line. The question becomes Marner's and Nylander, right? You solve one problem at a time. I agree. But once Matthew's signed, do you re-sign Marner for another $12 million, Or do you let Marner – do you trade Marner for pieces and then re-sign Nylander for a nine-and-a-half? And you got Tavares and you got Nyes coming in. And then with Marner, you trade him and maybe you can bring in a guy like – Toronto, Toronto's going to be an interesting team to watch in, watch in the next year because so, they've got a lot of things going on. Matthews is staying? Yeah, I'm saying Matthews stays. Is Matthews staying? I'm torn on this one. I think he likes to be the big guy in the biggest market in the league. I don't mean maybe New York's bigger, but I feel like Toronto's kind no, of no, the, for hockey, the mecca of hockey. For, for hockey. Toronto, yeah. for yeah. hockey, I Toronto's think like the Matthews place. likes that. And Trust. he makes a lot of money doing uh, commercials there. Dust. I'm going to say he goes. Sean. Yeah, I, I think money talks. I think they're going to pay him whatever he wants. So uh, I think he goes too. Oh, so, so me and Sean two, say he's two, two. Right, two. We got a, we got a uh, scotch bottle on that. We're still waiting, We're still waiting to get paid bottle, for the so. other one, AJ. Anyway. Doesn't Jay have to buy that <laughs> one for Jay, being the worst record? That was a long time ago. I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> Vancouver Canucks. Here's one for Bert. Uh, can they find cap space for real this time is the question. And it goes on to talk about um, uh, whether it's Jim Rutherford or Patrick Al- Alvin, the Canucks front office has talked about wanting to create more cap space, but several decisions made ha- made have added cap hits. Vancouver, in fact, enters this summer with the highest projected cap hit in the NHL. I don't mind Vancouver's team, but I hate their front office. To me, that is where the problem lies. I don't think it's uh, necessarily the Hates team. Hates a strong world, Charles. There's when you when you've got Trevor Linden that decides to leave as you there's, know the, you're saying there's some issues there. There there is definitely issues going on. There. When they talk about creating cap space, I'm like, what are they sitting over a fire trying to make something? Like it's not freaking complicated. If they have the worst cap space, like. I'd like to disagree with Harles, but I agree 100% with him. I think they have the worst management in the league. I think they've got a disaster tire fire on their hands right now. 
I think there's a lot of great pieces there, but I think they should blow out the whole front office. Start they they have a woke front office to begin with. That they didn't even at least with the Leafs, you know, Haley Wickenheiser's the top all-time female player ever actually played in the in the men's league and this is who they brought in. The Vancouver Canucks are doing things for the woke community and the whole management system is making terrible decisions and that team is suffering. How do you have a team that is mediocre, some nice pieces, but mediocre, and have the worst cap space in the league. Like, that just speaks from, from to what total I, from what I've, embarrassment of a front office. From what I've heard is the owners are too involved within the day-to-day operations there, and that is the problem. As an owner, owners, if you're not sitting in the box, smoking a cigar, and drinking a little scotch, you're doing it wrong. Vegas. Who's going to be the opening night starter in between the pipes, uh, Thompson. I I agree. Uh, that's your future. I don't even think they resign Aiden Hill. I think Aiden Hill, because of his playoff run, will require well, too much money. We'll get to and I think that yeah. So anyways. Jonathan Quick's gone. Hill's gone. Is Brassois back? Yeah, I think they bring Brassois back. Brassois back. Brassois is a restrict, unre- unrestricted free agent as well. Well, and they still got Robin Leonard somewhere flying in the wings. Yeah, he's on injured reserve. Not a crazy team. Four goaltender, five goaltender. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree with you. I'll say Thompson is going to be the starter as well. Washington Capitals. Does OV break Gretzky's record this year? Next year? Yep. How, how many is he behind? Oh, I, I just thought it was two years up? away. I think he's two years away. I thought he was two years away. But I think he does do it. I think he gets there, but I think he's They had a different away. question. I was like, who gives a shit about Washington retooling? We all want to know if OV's going to... Well, they're going to retool. They're going to retool every year as long as they got OV. And well, they have yeah. some good players. Like, Carlson's good. They're going to have troubles getting back to a Stanley well, Cup. In, no. Yeah, in seven, 74 goals back. He's oh. got 820 in... He's two years away. Two years away. Two years away? But I think he does ultimately get there. And he's three years away because I think he starts to run into a little bit of injury yeah, problems enough. and he can't quite – at some point. He's like, is he just going to score score 40 goals a year until he's 50? He might. The way he's going. I know. He's not going to quit until he gets there, though, is he? No. no. Will, will Washington trade him before it happens? No, because that's the legacy. That's you, you won your cup with him, and now you get to have the greatest goal scorer of all time who was a Washington Capitol. Just for marketing purposes, I'm not trading him. So, so here's here's you know you talk about slowing down. Here's the last how many years? Whatever, it doesn't matter. 50, 33, 49, 51, 48, 24, 50, 42. That's the last eight seasons. Yeah, and the 24 asterisks because he didn't play a full season. Right. That's right. So you so you go two seasons. What did I say? 74. Right. Two but what I'm saying is, is there's gonna come a year because you never think it happens with anybody. But there's gonna come a year like even Crosby's the same. Because Crosby's only a year younger and just keeps putting up point per game years, right? But but at what point do these guys not? A- so all of a sudden you're going to notice, and it's going to be more injuries, and everybody's going to say, "Yo, he got injured." But, but let's say Crosby he's, puts up let's say he only, he's not on, let's he's say not he only on puts up 34 line. goals this year. Let's just say for uh, yep. he only puts up 34. Then he only needs a 40 goal season. That you kidding right. me? He's going to be ripping the puck well, from everywhere. He's not going to like to me. I agree with you. They start to fall off, but not when Gretzky's in 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 sight. You know what? I think Jay's a little bit right. I think there's going to be some drama at the end where he's getting close, but then some things happen, and everyone's like, "Wait a minute, is he going to get there?" And then he ultimately gets there. I agree. I think he ultimately gets there too. I just, it's you know, 
It's going to be start to get nicked up a little bit. And all of a sudden, this will be interesting he played 70 games, and he scored 30. And then he played 63 I games, know, but- and he scored 24. And everybody's going, is he going to get there? Like Dust said, yeah. Winnipeg Jets. Are they really going to blow it up? Blow it up. Blow, blow it, up. it up. Yeah, just 100%. blow it up. But that- within saying that, they're going to blow it up. But they still have a nice nucleus to start with because they they're going to keep Morrissey yeah. and they're going to keep Connors yes. and they're going to keep Ayler's. Yes. So they got three really nice spots yeah. there. You just blow up the rest of it. Yeah, yeah and maybe you're bringing gone. in an Aiden Hill. And so if you're trading Hellebuck, are you trading him no, for Carter? Isn't he unrestricted? No, he's got a year away. That's what they're talking yeah, about, all these guys. Because yeah, this is the year they got to trade him. Otherwise, next year they're unrestricted. Sure. You're looking, so as if the I'm Winnipeg the Winnipeg Jets, Jets I'm looking for a young goalie. I'm trading Connor Hellebuck for Carter Hart. Now, Philly probably doesn't do that. Philly probably. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, he's playing EA's sports here. Ah, uh, can I get Carter well, Howard? Can convince him to take No, him. but at the same time, too, you've just got Aiden Hill, right? I would take a flyer on. Sure. So right? trade Hellebuck for other stuff and sign Aiden Hill. Yeah. Well, right. See, Harley should be the GM. Hey. Eh? <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Thanks for, uh, that's two and a half months of, uh, of essentially, of the Brothers Roundtable. A nice a string of I have nothing left to say. No, it's summer holidays. It's time to you know uh, we'll be back for what? What do we? What do we figure? Opening night of the, we the gotta season. Have, we got to have our predictions of who's going to make the playoffs and who's I'm not. not coming unless I get that bottle of scotch. I, Jay's going to so bring the bottle will, of scotch. I will promise you guys this. I will bring the bottle of scotch, but we got to quit doing these in the middle of the day. Hey, look gotta at have all the demands. The eh? I'm going to have to talk scotch. to his agent and be like, "Excuse me, he, he doesn't get to make demands until he pays up here." You know. <laughs> I really, out of all anything Jason does, I think comments on trades or potential trades is the best, the best that Jay's at. So, getting close to the uh, <laughs> the draft or next season where all the trades happen, I don't even know half the trades, but Jay knows them all off the top of his head. So, regardless, thanks for doing this, boys. It's been a ton of fun. Maybe, uh, maybe next year we'll be at the NHL draft doing this, huh? Ooh, that sounds like something that S and P should throw in. Hey, I'm just saying, we're looking for a major sponsor. All of a sudden, you're gonna make it, we could be doing it live from the NHL draft, the final one. Sounds think, like a lot of fun. I think that's a, a great goal of ours. My wife would love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next season, folks.